light speed. Hello, and welcome to a light speed short shot. In this episode, we bring you Five Views of the Planet Tartarus by Rachel K. Jones, narrated by Justine Eyre. Right after this message. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, Justine Eyre. Five Views of the Planet Tartarus by Rachel K. Jones. One. Once a decade, a titanium-nosed shuttle plows through the rings of the planet Tartarus with a new batch of prisoners destined for the Orpheus factory. The debris that makes up the rings is so thick that it thunders like a hailstorm, deafening the passengers. As the orbiting debris bounces and scrapes against the hull, the prisoners squeeze their eyes closed and beg the pilot to be more careful. Are you trying to hit all of them? A prisoner snaps, covering his ears against the roaring onslaught. The pilot laughs through her nose, ironic, dismissive. We always do, as many as we can. She steers into the path of the debris and the thundering increases. Two. Planetside, they hold a farce of a trial in the Sibylline Court, a decaying mansion of rotten marble. All traitors to the Sibylines go to Tartarus to receive the only punishment for rebellion, eternal life. The prisoners stand at attention as the comms read out their names. A whirring, ten-limbed auto-judge pronounces their sentences in turn, omitting no words from the traditional declaration of guilt because the Sibylline Empire believes in ceremony. Three. One by one, the prisoners file into a dark, square mouth cut from the earth, the Orpheus factory. Machines shred their clothes and lather them in amber disinfectant that burns the skin and smells like tar and makes all their hair fall out. Tiny silver needles snake into their veins, Nanobots pump into their blood, flooding their organs, cleaning off plaques, lengthening telomeres, repairing neurons. The last injection severs their voluntary motor pathways, so nothing moves but their eyes. Before the final step, the prisoners feel young again, for a moment. 4. The last gift of the planet Tartarus to its newborn residents is a brand new spacesuit, bright white, top of the line, with solar-powered life support that can recycle respirated air and bodily waste for up to 200 years, 
should nothing breach the suit's barrier. Machines thread the prisoners' bodies with tubes for feeding and waste disposal. At the end of this process, the Orpheuses are piled together outside beneath the dark sky, their terrified eyes flickering behind their faceplates, their lips drawn back by spasticity into a tight, cramped grin. When the job is done, the pilot who flew the inbound shuttle loads them back into the cargo bay, stacking the bodies high and deep like firewood. 5. On its way through the planetary belt, the shuttle dumps the new Orpheuses into the ring that loops round and round Tartarus like a dirge that will never end. That is when the prisoners will see all the frozen white spacesuits, billions in orbit, their eyes aware and flickering behind well-made helmets, their blood pumped full of machines that won't let them die, their bodies spinning around the planet forever and ever. They will float eternally, unable to sleep. They will pray for a rogue asteroid to careen into their path and breach their suits. Ten years later, when they see the silver-tipped shuttle approach the weary planet, they will pray for the vessel to smash into their bodies as it enters orbit and ascends to the surface. The pilots do always try to hit as many as they can. You have just heard Five Views of the Planet Tartarus by Rachel K. Jones, narrated by Justine Eyre. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This story was taken from the pages of Lightspeed Magazine, which is edited by John Joseph Adams. The podcast is produced by Skyboat Media. The story and podcast are copyright 2024. I am Jim Freund. Thank you for listening.